Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome back to The Spiritual Path. I'm Kim Gilster, the spiritual synergist. And I am a life coach. Um, announcement today. <laughs> I am no longer offering psychic readings. Um, the reason for that, just to explain, for those of you who might be wondering, is that I find that it's much, much more useful to work with someone on an ongoing basis. Um, people who have come to me for readings in the past certainly get a lot from it, um, but, you know, then I don't see them for a couple of months, um, et cetera. So I prefer to have something very ongoing. Um, I have a lot of tools that I offer people, and I can help people to actually integrate. And today, I am happy to welcome back Fleur Dubois. Do you want to tell them something about yourself, Fleur? Hi, Kim. Hi, I'm Fleur, and I'm a psychic reader, and I'm in the UK, in Wiltshire. Um, and you can find me on Wixsite.com, and you can find me on Facebook under Rainbow Garden Tarot. And um, I'm very happy to be back. After like a little break. <laughs> yeah, so we so we got to talking the other day and we thought and I thought, Oh, we should do a show on this thing about when spirit guides leave. Because I run across people sometimes that have told me, I don't know what happened to my spirit guides, Kim. Um or, I don't know, they come in sometimes and they're there, and other times they're not there, and I'm confused, and I don't know what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I can relate to you um, a very poignant time when it comes to my spirit guides of something that happened to me. Um, I think it was about 15 years ago. One day, I was just sitting at my computer doing my work, and I heard one of my guides come to me and say, you know, we're out of here. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> you are on your own now. And I thought, oh, wow, okay, why is that? So I asked, well, why is that? You know, because you're capable of doing everything yourself. And I thought, oh, my God, am I? Because I, I'm not sure. I don't know you know, how to do all of this myself. Um, And I didn't consciously hear from my guides for probably about another mm, five years, something like that. But it was a very long time. Um, I just took it by myself, you know, and listened to the guides and thought, okay, well, you know, I'm on my own. I really didn't try contacting them for the most part, and um, and that worked out well for me in a lot of ways. It was extremely challenging, <laughs> I must say. Um, but what I learned was that I was too dependent upon my guides. My guides hadn't actually left. Genuine guides don't. Um they just make themselves 
somewhat more scarce, less available. Um, they are, for the most part, always there um, because, you know, it's their job. <laughs> but what this gave me was a sense of self-empowerment. Um feeling like I was on my own for so long really called me to the mat. It really made me, you know, have that sense that, okay, I am personally responsible for, you know, everything that happens in my life. After about five years, they showed back up. They started talking to me again. And I said, well, you know, what do you mean? I thought you left. <laughs> and then they came and they said, well, we never left. And then I went about figuring all <laughs> that out. Right? Yeah. And figuring out, you know, how is it that, that you're supposed to be around, but wait, you're able to leave, but wait, you know. <laughs> it was all really sort of crazy for me because I, I really did not understand for a little while. Um, and then it came to be that, you know, I understood, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be in charge. They're supposed to be helping me. Essentially, my alignment is, is that I, in a way, brought them in, okay, to be my helpers. Mm. But at the same time, just like with everyone else, we can't get codependent. When we get codependent, yeah, <laughs> it becomes a big problem. And I see many, 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 many people who, you know, will come to me and say, well, Kim, you know, that's what my guides say, so it must be true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's another mm-hmm. problem, is that they don't necessarily know things that you don't know. And sometimes they can be a little bit tricky. They can be telling you something so that it will guide you down a certain road so that you can learn something that's almost the opposite of what they told you. That's absolutely true. Okay. Why? Yeah. Do you want to talk about some of your experiences with that, Fleur? Well, Hello. Um, yeah, can you hear me? <laughs> I can. Yeah. Um, I I can't think of a specific example. I just I know what you mean though. I know what you mean because sometimes I've been guided to do things, and it's just going down, you know, like a wild goose chase. Really, like the other day actually, when I was doing a reading for myself, and it was like going down, you know. A nonsense route, really, and I think that at the end of it, I was like, "Right, I'm not paying any attention to this. This is complete nonsense." And then I went within myself and found my answers within. So I think Correct. that so you were being told really, to do the reading because you were being shown, yeah, I was because you were being shown that you can't just go outside yourself, right, right, because I mean, it's often not like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did get information, but at the end of the day, it's not, it's already, I already knew that. I already knew that. So I was doubting myself, and I think that, 
I think if you doubt yourself, then my my guides are sometimes going to participate in that just to show me that I don't need to doubt myself, that I already have the answers, you know, because they can be quite funny. (laughs) (laughs) I can ask them to help me and they're nowhere to be found. And so I then find my own answers and then afterwards they'll turn up and they'll be laughing because, and in a nice way, Right, because they're like, see, (laughs) you can do it. That's another reason why guys sometimes disappear. You you want their help, and then and they're not around, and they're like, what? And so you have to. Because the thing is, what I want to say is, the more you rely on that outside help, where you are then. If you're exclusively relying on outside help, then you're not following your own inner guidance. You're actually also holding yourself back from expansion as well. Yes. And you're right. not actually being that aware. Mm. Right. Yes. Right. So, you know, if right. there's and, something... And, and, and it makes it also hard. Want, uh-huh. Well, if Go there's ahead. something I want, like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if there's something I want, I may want to get better at such and such a skill. So I can't just keep asking my guides to help me, can I? I have to then, I can ask them for their support. But it's it's finding what is helpful. Because they're, you know, they are as behind me as I am behind myself. So... If they, if something would actually hold me back from something I wanted, they're not going to come in and try and give me it. You know, well we also work, you know, within free will, as well. Correct, so because that's the whole thing is, yeah. yeah. That, well, that's I mean, sort I, of what you're talking about right now goes into um, manifestation, right? Yes. Okay. So, because the thing is, is that, you know, before we came here, we had decided um, what it is that, you know, we want to accomplish while we're here. Um, mm-hmm. And so, if we decided we wanted to accomplish this thing, and there's this space in our brain or wherever um, that is guiding us to think that we want this or that, um, it's not what we really want, and so it will actually, um, it will actually things will get in our way, and guides will help that mm-hmm. to come about sometimes, as well. That's um, mm. Right, <laughs> exactly. You know, like I manifested this house. Um, I went over to the place. It was absolutely everything that I had manifested. Um, down to the built-ins um, and the crown mm-hmm. molding and the large kitchen and, you know, it was on the cliffs of the ocean, et cetera. It was the right price. You know, I mean, everything, walk yeah. in the closet. I mean, I was very specific. And I didn't get the place. Yeah. I was a little surprised by that. Um. So I had to go inside of myself and really ask, okay, but why? What is it that I really, really want? 
you know, because I certainly felt like I wanted those things. I still do want those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, or was, is that in order to achieve the bigger goals that I have, um, I'm being asked to move elsewhere. And that actually feels a lot better to me because it feels very deep. There's, a, there's this deep place inside of me where I go, oh, yeah, okay, now that feels like this really welcome relief and it feels, you know, like that feeling of home and, yeah, this is, this is really the correct way for me to go. Even though mm. I might think I want this, right. Um, and for the most part, I do things that way. I very rarely consciously use my guides anymore. Um, mm. I know that they are. I know that they're working with me. Um, but more and more and more, um, you know, they just sort of let me do <laughs> what it is that I'm doing. Do I ask? Most of the time when I ask for assistance, it's something that I'm not seeing inside of myself, something that, you know, it's it's more, um, how can I put it? Um, I know that I can do this. You know, this is my attitude in life. I know that I can do this. Okay? So show me how. There's something, there's a piece mm-hmm. that I'm missing. Show me how. How do I accomplish this? But those things are normally things that are energetic, that are, you know, spaces of healing, that are, you know, things that are holding me, might be holding me back in some way or, you know, or holding my expansion back or, you know, things like that. Not Mm. material things so much. Um, The material things, I know that, you know, it, they, they'll come as um, a result of everything else that I'm doing. Um, and I'm not afraid of material things. I love material things. <laughs> I found that, like, yeah, we part need of self-empowerment is just, well, there is that. But, um, you know, I saw somebody post um, a few days ago, and they said something about, oh, well, you know, when you're, you know, when your ego, your being with the oneness gets your ego out of the way. Um, for years, okay, I actually um, was trying to be in the oneness. Okay, so again, I was looking outside of myself. The guides were what I thought was a part of that oneness, and they are a part of that oneness. But I was looking outside of myself. I was, I could feel oneness. I had very profound experiences with oneness. Mm-hmm. It's true. But okay, I didn't have experience with oneness itself. So what mm-hmm. people call the ego. Right, yeah, what people call the mm. ego, okay, what they call the ego. That's the, I don't call it ego, I call it, this is just your subconscious that's falsely programmed is really what they're talking about, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, ego or sense of self is something that is absolutely imperative to having an experience here, mm. okay? Mm. 
So, right. So, anyway, going back to um, when we're talking about, um, you know, this, this oneness, the most important oneness is oneness with self. If you cannot really feel oneness with self, if your programs will still be going. Because part of those programs is to look outside of yourself. Yes, absolutely. To be validated by everyone mm. around you, by society at large. Um, people, you know, again, the people who will tell me, going back to God, that, well, my God said this. Um, when I try to explain to them, you know, a little bit about how this works, um, they feel very, you know, triggered and invalidated. And how can you say that? Because this is a belief that they have. This program that says this thing outside of myself is more important, okay? These things outside of myself, these people outside of myself, my children, my spouse, my um, employers, you know, the president, um, God. For that matter, okay, yeah. are more important than I am. They're more important than I am, and I must seek validation as to who I am, okay, from them. This creates a conundrum. And I've talked and talked mm. and talked on other shows about, you know, reprogramming and how to, you know, go about that, you know, and all it is doing is getting your subconscious programs out of the way so that your true mm. self can come forward. This is the mm. step that almost everybody misses. They're constantly in suffering um, or avoidance, which then leads back to more suffering, and they're constantly doing this yo-yo back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And they're not in a space of serious self-empowerment, self-love. And they're not being truly conscious. Mm. Because you can be awake. You can find that space inside of you, you know, which is your spirit. Um, that can be, you know, come forward. Okay? And it feels really, really great. It's probably the best feeling in the whole world. It's a feeling of home. It's a feeling of love and all of that. Okay, but that part of the self is not fully conscious in earth plane awareness. You see, mm. so that's another thing that people think. Right, it's the back and forth, right? Because people think that that part of themselves, because they associate it with God, okay, knows everything. Mm. It certainly sees a lot more. It understands a lot more as to how overall physics works and things like that. But it doesn't experience pain mm. in the same way that we do, that your body does, that your soul does, okay, even though it is you. Okay, it doesn't, it experiences pain to a certain extent, but it doesn't, it doesn't, we, we compute that as being pain. Let's put it that way. Mm. Okay. It's experiencing what we call a feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then our brain and our soul is, you know, and all of those spaces, our DNA and so forth is going, oh, this is pain. 
all it's experiencing it as is, okay, there's conflict of some sort going on. Okay, this is going to serve my expansion some way. I'm going to go over there and I'm going to align with that. Okay, well, that's all well and good, except, again, it doesn't really, until you start teaching it with your soul space, okay, um, and integrating, it doesn't, and it's here to try to understand some of these things and learn from it and add to its expansion, um, but it doesn't really understand um, earthling reality. It came here to really learn a lot of things that are reality. Okay. Right. For example, you might so, uh, so that you do so that right so that you, right right. Okay. I mean, I can't even think of an example, but I know what you're saying. It's like you might be guided to do certain things, which are going to be a very good and fast route to your expansion. Right. But in reality, you might think, well, you know, well, really, it might not, I've it might not even lot. no, it <laughs> might not. Let me let me let me interrupt. You. It might not even be fast. No, it might not even be fast, but they might suggest something. But in reality, you might choose a different option because that right. may well, the, not. Right. Well, the whole thing is. Be, yeah. Let me let me explain. Let me explain uh, how this works. Okay. <laughs> Let me explain how this works. Yeah. Okay. You do it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. That, yeah, that's getting a bit sidetracked there. Yeah, no. Um, basically, what happens is there needs to be conversations going on with the soul self. And, you know, the brain basically exists to, you know, be able to have an experience of this existence in the physical, okay? So it takes in information of the physical information and it's in, you know, it does take in that information, but the information then needs to go to, you know, the soul space and also to the spirit space, okay? So there's all of this integration happening. So what happens is, okay, the spirit goes, I want to go do that. Really? Okay, when a person is fully integrated, when you are actually working and firing off of like, you know, you know, all, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, all aspects of yourself are working together. Um, basically what happens is that, okay, so the physical self, the soul self, and the spirit self get to have conversation. Mm. Okay. And there's no resistance in it. It's just a conversation. You know, so it becomes more like, well, okay, I get that you don't understand suffering, but I understand that this means suffering. There can be an easier way. Let's look for the easier way because you don't have to do that necessarily in order to expand. That's what, yeah. The soul aspects of self understand that. Right. That's why I was like, yeah, because I know how yeah, you know, you know me. I know how to explain yeah. these things. I've been yeah. doing it a long time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so that's you know, that's the whole thing. It's it's suffering is not necessary. You know, there is a saying in Buddhism that says pain is imminent. Suffering is an option. Okay. Mm. So 
Right. So sometimes what can happen is the soul feels the pain, the brain feels the pain. Um, again, the spirit's not feeling the pain, you know. But the spirit can come in and say, "Oh, okay. Let me let me absorb some of this and you know help you out, and, you know, and that sort of thing." So yeah. <laughs> It can, it can, you know, facilitate and help to transmute. Um, it doesn't avoid anything. Okay, so people have always said to me in my life, Kim, you know, you're this extremely courageous person. Or people have said, like, well, oh, well, you're a warrior. That's different. You're different. But I'm really not. The essence of everyone's self is what most people might want to call a warrior. Is courage. It is where your courage comes from, and it's really not all that courageous. It's just because the spirit just doesn't really care. And I've always been much more in touch with that aspect of myself, more consciously, even when I wasn't as conscious as I am now. Again, I'm always expanding, so I become more and more conscious, more and more aware every single day. <clears throat> and my whole life has been about learning, you know, and people say, oh, you know, you're so adventurous. Yes. Yes. You know, I believe that everyone should be adventurous. Whatever that means that, for you and your uniqueness. Hmm. Yeah, I think that if you're on a spiritual path, it's the path of the spirit, which is your power and is your uniqueness. Right. So it's because that's what, what I was saying. Because being spiritual is about self awareness. Right. Hmm. Yes. Being so spiritual you... is not tied up in religion or any other kinds of dogmatic teachings or anything like that. Okay? It's finding your uniqueness. It's being self yes, it's self awareness, self realization. Hmm. Absolutely. So if you, As a matter of fact, the dictionary belief, is defined that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you have a belief that pow- your power to get things manifested in your life or to be happy lies outside yourself, then you're mm-hmm. disempowering yourself. Mm-hmm. So guides may come and they may go, but when they're there, we've just discussed, it's about a co-creation Yes, but it doesn't also mean that I don't experience desire. So desire happens in the soul. The soul has desires, you know, for many, many different reasons. And again, it's the communication, you know. Do we want to do this? Why do we want to do this? Or not? Mm. And what is appropriate for me is not necessarily appropriate for another person. I mean, even take something like food, Right? So you hear a lot of people and they say, like, well, everybody should be vegan. Um, You know, they have this belief that some people do it because they have a belief that, you know, they're eating death. But, you know, well, not really. Um, (laughs) That just really doesn't make any sense. And um, for many, many, many reasons, um, you know, a piece of flesh is no less, you know, alive than a um, potato. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just truly well, isn't, unless it's rotten, but then the potato's rotten, you get the same thing. About that, though. We have people with very strong beliefs about that, though. 
You know, right. it's a belief. And, and the thing is, but, but I will say, okay, because I'm not going to go completely into that, all right? It's a whole yeah. different subject. Okay, I will say, though, okay, each person has, you know, what is essentially their own ecosystem even in their body. But it's not just their body. It's also they have also a spiritual, if you want to call it, it is for lack of better words, but, you know, an energetic ecosystem is really what it is. So um, what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for the next person, even on a physical level, okay? I mean, can we say that, you know, essentially eating things that are obviously poisonous for you, like really over-processed foods and stuff? Yeah, okay? But my point that I was making with this, okay, is not, and it got all sidetracked. <laughs> it's not about, right? Yeah. No, this is Yeah, I work with floor, yeah. <laughs> it tends to be all over, yeah. All over the map, okay. Um, right, so basically, what was the point that I was making with this? Because I was talking about, you know, right. The thing is, I might have a desire, yeah, so I was talking about physical things. Yeah. Right, okay, so I might have, yeah. So I might have a desire, okay, to have a potato chip. Okay. Am I wrong in having the desire for the potato chip? No, not necessarily. I mean, there's, you know, or the chocolate or the, you know, things that people tend to think is, oh, that's bad for you, right? Um, Not necessarily. If I eat a whole bag of potato chips, well, probably so. You know, but if I eat a handful of potato chips because, you know what, it might be doing something for me that I relate to on, you know, whatever levels, all right, that's actually, you know, beneficial for me, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people, yeah, people make extreme judgments that way, mm-hmm. okay? But when you're a self-empowered person, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, I'm going to be this major exercise person. You know what, if that's who you are and that's what you want and that is appropriate in your uniqueness, go for it. Please do. Mm. Okay? Um, but if it's not, don't. Okay? And what I'm talking about here, and, and again, it's going, you know, back to the guys. The guys might tell you, oh, go do all of that, you know, extreme exercise stuff. But then you find out, oh, wait, you know, I've been doing this just because I'm looking for approval. Okay, so hmm. that's the thing that we write, you know, so that's something that they could have you to realize, right? Hmm. Okay, now, again, you do need exercise. You do, you know, and some people are just extremely athletic. It is like they're, and I coach some people like that, you know. It is their space of being and, and where they really thrive and where they're, you know, it's great for them. Okay, they do like I've, I've coached people doing Ironman and stuff. I would never tell them not to do it. Okay, well, unless they were doing it for the wrong reason, they're not doing it for the wrong reason. They are doing it because it makes them feel good for them. That's right, and we can get into these ideas like, oh, if I was a spiritual person, then I should be doing this. If I was a spiritual person, then I need to do this so people can see that I'm a spiritual person. And that's going all off track, because that's not coming from within you at all. That's coming from need for approval, 
dogma again. You know, because even which the then leads us back to, to yeah. mm. right. It, which but then you, leads us back to today's subject, right? Right. Mm. So because people, yeah, my first, okay, my first spiritual teacher. Um, it's really funny because you know I am a medium for those that don't know. Um, but I was actually at a medium workshop one time, and he decided to come through. And what he said when he came through was something that, you know, only I was the only person in the room that would know about it. But he said, you know, um, yeah, so I made it. I got all of my superpowers, but they didn't give me a cake, which was quite <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> right, yeah. I know now. <laughs> you know this story, I know. Um, yeah. Right. So tell us, um, what was it that you used to say? to each other before he died. Because, <laughs> I'm not going to go into all of that. I'm just going to explain, okay, because this is a radio show, not a one-on-one talk. Um, basically, what happened was that, um, okay, so going back. So, this, so that happened, okay. Wow. <laughs> I keep getting sidetracked today. Um, I see that full moon. It really is. It's just, Wow. Um, it makes it hard to stay centered lately. Um, so the thing is, is that basically, um, he would always, you know, say, you know, or we would have this like little chat that goes something like this. So did you learn to walk on water yet? And, you know, my reply was always like, no, how about you? <laughs> and he said, no, but, you know, <laughs> I'll let you know when I do. Um, so that was like this running joke that we would have. And because the thing was is that we knew that the more that we expanded, the more that we would have abilities. Mm. But a goal was not the abilities. Because when you make the abilities your goal, you're putting the cart before the horse. And that's where people get into this whole thing of like, oh, look it, I can hear and listen to my spirit guides. I have arrived. I have this ability. Okay, and so now I'm just going to trust this, and you know, and they just oftentimes really stay stuck there, you know, or you know they go, okay, well I need a spirit guide who's going to help me, you know, to create prosperity. Well, that can happen for you, absolutely, because the thing is, is that it is a part of your goal. Again, the spirit self, it you know, it is a part of your core self, your goal to actually create that prosperity, you know, to facilitate mm. something else, okay, and mm. to facilitate ultimately your own expansion, however that looks. However, if that's not a part of your goal, okay, it's not going to happen. Mm. Now, you can, you know, you can play with that, right, and figure out, okay, um, how can I change that? Because anything can be changed to a certain extent, okay? But if it's going to really interrupt what it is or who you are as a unique person or you're not ready for it, if it's going, you know, it's going to be a major interruption, uh, most likely it's not going to happen. And you're not even going to be able to, you know, have spirit guides that are going to really help you with that. 
Okay. And that um, reminds so people me think, well. and people do that. So that's the thing. Mm-hmm. What? That reminds me of a phrase that people often say, oh, it's not meant to be. It's not meant for me. When people okay. are saying that some fate decides their life above them being the one who decides these things, right? Correct. Correct. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. So, again, but it's, it's about useful. What it's we useful. Want. Right. Yes. Um, but it's useful. This, I, I, you know, we're talking about spirit guides right now. Um, <laughs> right? We're talking about when they leave or when they do not, and that sort of thing. Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, sorry, I just don't want to get sidetracked into a bunch of, like, other things. Yeah. Um, so, where were we? Okay. So the um, the guides. Okay. So when so here's so there, there's a for instance. Okay. That when that happens, it might feel like oh, they're not there. Mm. It doesn't mean that they're not there. And as a matter of fact, even when mine left, I found out that they were there the whole time. Hmm. You know? And when I really asked myself inside of myself, yeah, I could feel them. Yes, they were, you know, sort of, they were showing me things and so on and so forth. And helping to bring things into my reality. I just wasn't completely conscious and aware of that because, again, I needed that, you know, space of self-empowerment. It could be, too, that, say, you know, you ask for help with something material, with some kind of abundance, with prosperity or, you know, a relationship or whatever, um, and it feels like, oh, okay, they're not helping, <laughs> right? Um, but in essence, they really are because they're helping you to usually get what it is that you really, really want, okay? Um but they don't want you to be codependent. So one of the big things that they're trying to show you that oftentimes when we have guys they are capable of is unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it takes a great deal of self-empowerment to really get there because if we don't have a really good grasp and understanding of unconditional love, which means me first, Okay. Mm-hmm. I always, you always put yourself first. Because the more you give, the more you love yourself, really genuinely love yourself, the more you have to get. Again, going back into that set, that space of being able to be in the oneness. That's true. Okay. Right. Because you can only accept experience something outside the self that you've experienced inside the self. Mm-hmm. Okay. So therefore, what we're, what we're after a lot of times in going outside the self, okay, we have the spirit guides for experiencing spirit. Or, you know, like I said, I've been a medium most of my life. I've talked to all sorts of different kinds of beings. Um, you know... But ultimately, um, 
the conversations that I was capable of having with them were much more limited when I wasn't really, really always going deep inside of myself and putting me first. Okay? Mm. That then gives the ability to, you know, have more information, have more awareness of conversations. And when I do have them, when I experience things, I experience it on a much deeper level. Mm. Okay? That is the essence of vulnerability. People often say to me that I'm not vulnerable. Many people that come to me also have a line with that. Well, people say I'm not vulnerable, particularly people who are in female bodies. Mm. Right. Because, unfortunately, our society has views of vulnerability as, as acting in a space of what is really subservient and weak. But that's not vulnerability. Mm. Subservient is different from being of service. I'm not afraid to be of service at all. So much mm. so that I'm willing to have a podcast about spirit, spirit guides. I'm willing to just put myself out there in all my authenticity to mm. who I really am. Mm. Okay, and that is an expression of my vulnerability. Mm. To really even experience the oneness and your guides and the things that are really outside of yourself, you really have to experience Because how can you bring that authenticity and that vulnerability if you don't even know what's really going on in Deep inside. Not in the brain. The brain will lie to you at every turn. And you know because, you know, I, you're one of my clients. <laughs> and when we've worked together, right, I remind you quite often of that. Because like most people, your brain is always trying to tell you a tale, tell you a story. All the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's quite inventive. <laughs> Correct. That's fine. Yeah. And the things and the things that I talk about are not anything new. Right? Mm. Yeah, they're not anything new. I hear people, you know, I've come up with this new way to contact your spirit guides or I've come up with this new this or that. No, they haven't. And if they have, it's in their brain. (laughs) (laughs) It really Mm. is because the physics have not changed. The frequencies change. Mm. But the frequency change doesn't change the basics on how to Mm. go about certain things in this place of this, right? The frequency mm. just makes things much more apparent. Mm. It actually makes things easier. And then in what's been going on, so I'm going to talk about that because we've got about 15 minutes left, right? 
But what's so I want to talk about what's been going on <laughs> recently um, is mm-hmm. um, the frequency of this planet has already been raised to where it the, the planet as a whole, okay? Mm-hmm. And the majority of humans are catching up. And the reason mm-hmm. that they're having to catch up is because there's resistance. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's a comfort zone thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm hearing people, and, you know, I there's spaces of resistance with me, too, you know, in certain ways. But the difference is I become aware, oh, look at there's this little subtle space of resistance here. Okay. I'm just going mm-hmm. to surrender that. Oh, there's a space over here. Okay. I'm going to surrender that. This then is allowing me to integrate. Okay, when you don't surrender to what is, you can't integrate. Uh-huh. And it's okay. like people want integration. Oh, we Same do not thing. have the time <laughs> to explain that, darling. I know, <laughs> I know what it is. As a matter of fact, it's going to be when I'm, I'm, I'm doing <laughs> my outline for my books that I'm trying to figure out how to, should I write a whole book on disintegration? Um, because I could write an entire book on integration, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very subtle process. Um, there's a lot of complications for it. As a matter of fact, I was going to do, um, but I couldn't, you know, speak very well last Sunday, um, but I was going to do a radio show, a whole show on integration. So, Integration can't be just summed up in a sentence or two, and mm. it's not you know to talk about it is it's it's very subtle and it's very complex in a lot of the mm. things that actually are happening along with integration and I don't want to um really talk about those things like very quickly because um mm. Yeah, because the thing is, is that, you know, somebody might get the idea that, oh, uh, you know, this is the one thing that integration is, or the two, or one or two things that integration are, and just concentrate on those things um, and miss, you know, the big picture. And it's also something that I need to um, sit with and have an outline for in order to thoroughly explain. You know, it's, it's, not a simple, it's simple, okay, but it has a lot of moving parts, right? Mm -hmm. So in trying to, you know, I mean, I've heard people who, you know, they'll say, oh, well, it's this and that. Um, I don't know if they're just missing the mark or if they're, you know, they only have that piece, so they're missing the mark, or... Um, or if, you know, because, you know, I don't know them personally. Um, <laughs> I don't like that with these people. Um, but, yeah, it's something that, like, really trips people up as integration, you know. And the problem is, is that so somebody becomes awake and then they're not consciously integrating um, they're not aware of, like, these moving parts and things and how to surrender to things, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then they, they backtrack. 
because they start suffering. And so now they're associating feeling and being in touch with who they really are as suffering. And mm. part of that is because they don't put reprogram. Mm. Right. <laughs> so the reprogramming unto itself is part of integration, but then there's like DNA stuff and there's, um, I mean, there's just quite a few things that are going on and, and it just depends on, you know, where you're at and it's not like it happens in some sort of succession, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I could get a piece of something, okay? So I, you know, used my tool and I healed this one aspect, say, of, you know, aligning with abandonment, say, okay? I'm no longer aligning with this, you know, space of abandonment. And um, so I healed that and then, what happens is I've got, like, these trauma right? Um, so, you know, everything else, again, you know, I've, I've talked about this in the past, but in the tools that I use, what happens is once you get the core um, of whatever something is, then everything else pretty much falls like dominoes. But then you've got, you know, this, mm. these other energies that have been built up, that have been made manifest, and you know, there might be an aspect of a past life aspect of something that you align with that, you know, needs to be addressed um, in some way. Um, you know, there, yeah. it's just, there's so many different moving parts. Yeah. Right. Mm. <laughs> you know, and yeah, mm. right. And then there's also in, mm. the integration of, um, you know, in in a very physical way, which are about, you know, my relationships with other people and, you know, how do I mm. communicate with people in, you know, this newer space and then also continue to expand and, you know, and have certain people still around and, you know, in support roles or not or, you know, this that, the other thing. Um, how do mm. I, you know, function at my job or should I... You know, maybe I can, you know, do something different or not, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's another thing. I get a lot of people and they come to me and, you know, it's like, oh, Kim, you know, I have this awareness and, you know, I want to be a healer. Man, I was a lawyer. I went to law school, you know, or I went to, um, I don't know, business school. And, you know, I've done all of this stuff where I've, you know, worked, you know, as a business person or I worked in medicine. Um, medicine, medical practitioners don't normally want to get out of it as much. <laughs> I guess, it's, well, you know, obviously they're more in a physically healing field um, in certain mm-hmm. ways, but they certainly want to come and try to figure out, you know, alternative ways to be able to continue to be a doctor and be able to continue to be a nurse, Um or, you know, pharmacists, like, you know, I've known some pharmacists that, you know, they went off and I wrote books or um, instead of being a pharmacist anymore. Or, um, you know, so that's the person who would actually, you know, um, not do the same job, but this person um, can certainly use those skills that they've earned. Because the thing is, is that on our path, we are the skills that we've learned. We want to bring those forward. There's a reason we learn those skills, 
mm. you know, because they're a part of our past. Right? Yeah. So yeah. to have someone who's, say, a lawyer, then all of a sudden wants to be a massage therapist, it's kind of silly. They're not actually more, you know, and a lot of times it's just a sidetrack for a minute, too. Um, although there are exceptions to that, you know, I know someone who was, you know, an attorney and um, had some problems and with being an attorney and not going to get into, um, but then they ended up um, opening a dojo. Okay. And the dojo thing, well, actually it was a sidetrack because the dojo thing was good for them for about four or five years. Um, and mm. then they ended up instead, you know, like writing about law. <laughs> right. And some of the issues around being a lawyer, you know, so they're writing books that are for lawyers to help lawyers to be better lawyers from more of, you mm. know, if you want to call it a, you know, a, a deeper space of self-awareness and then, of course, awareness within the collective is practicing law and how to change these things and et cetera. Right. So you can, you know, you can do something like that. Um, but again, if you've invested so much time and especially if it's something that you did, not simply because, you know, because I know there are people that, you know, they went, I had a friend too who went to law school who only went to law school because he was forced. You know, he happens to be from mm. a culture where, um, you know, it's very staunch and you really do exactly as your parents say and there's arranged marriage and all that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, he is an exception. Most people in regular Western culture don't, you know, have that going on. Um, <laughs> they make the choice to a greater extent themselves. Um, although not always, right? So, you know, in that case, then, you know, maybe you should go back to school um, mm-hmm. and figure out something else that you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. And, yes, I got all sidetracked as you asked me about integration. So, yes, integration is a lot of things. Um, you know, I see a lot of people who, you know, I'm aware, and so they, they think they just want to be in, you know, this blissed out state. But that's not conscious. You know, it's not the consciousness that we're looking for and why we came here to the earth plane and truly um, the function. Okay? But some people will say, well, that doesn't sound very spiritual. But it absolutely is. <clears throat> and, yes, I think that we should make the next show, or I will make the next show, all about integration. <laughs> I talked to um, Hafezullah, and uh, we were discussing whether or not he will, you know, come back on the show next time for a guest appearance, um, because, um, like me, he has, you know, a lot of experience with this thing called integration, and he has a, a lot of background as a spiritual teacher, and to discuss integration, it really, you know, does take a certain level of awareness. <laughs> Because mm. it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, and it's something. And, and I want to mention this too. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to mention this too. Um, so speaking of, since you brought up integration, um, it's really important to have a teacher. It mm. really, really is. I cannot stress that enough. Um, you know, 
I see a lot of people and, oh, well, you know, teach you, you know, I don't need a teacher, I don't need anybody. We're guides. Um, a good teacher is going to do nothing but guide you to your uniqueness. Um, yeah. You know, again, if you're not being self-aware enough, even if you get sidetracked, you know, on some path with somebody who's, you know, whatever, some cult leader or something crazy, it's because you were meant to do that, right? Um, to judge people based off of this one experience or what you see on television, et cetera, et cetera, is like what we see going on in the collective right now, right? To have both sides being paranoid about this or paranoid about that and believing a bunch of hooey without critical thinking. And critical thinking, again, is a part of integration. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because, yes, yes, it's important to actually, you know, utilize logic yeah. as well and not beliefs because people have all kinds of interesting beliefs and they aren't all religious. So people think that just because, oh, I'm not practicing religion, some people are like that, and then suddenly they, like, understand things, but they still have those programs of those beliefs, mm. Mm. right, which are not based on anything that evidential except that other people are saying this is what's going on, mm. right? And it's a person that they decided they want to trust, but they should always, always be questioning, you know. And for someone like me, I'm always asking, please question me. So we only have um, two and a half minutes left, so I want to see you, my little plug. <laughs> Um, I am, again, Kim Gilster, the Spiritual Synergist. You can find my website at kimgilster.com. Um, I'm also the Spiritual Synergist on um, Facebook. That's my Facebook page. Um, you can find my YouTube where I make videos on um, the Spiritual Synergist, Kim Gilster, the Spiritual Synergist on YouTube. Um, the videos, um, some of my writing. Um, I usually put up the podcast, etc., are on my website, so please subscribe um, because I try to send something out for everybody once a week. I also um, send out things uh, like little teachings and things like that that you know, people ask for um, that they find to be helpful. Um, and if you get on the list, you might just get discounted coaching prices, you know. Anyway, and Fleur? Well worth it. And I'm Fleur Dubois, and I'm a psychic reader, and you can have a reading from me wherever you are in the world, because I do readings by Skype. If you visit my website at wixsite.com, you'll find the details there. Um, very comprehensive readings, well worth the time. And you can also find me on Facebook, Rainbow Garden Tarot. Or you can find me on Facebook as well, Fleur Dubois, I don't mind. <laughs> but for specific uh, web addresses, etc., just have a look um, at the blog talk page where Kim says to Okay. Thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.